Hey guys, welcome back to the newest episode of Finding the Funny. This week I am joined by fellow podcaster, producer uh, for Laugh Local Redland, J.P. Johnson. This is a fun episode. It's a little bit different because it's talking about comedy in a different perspective. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. Johnson, that does not seem like a good... You just want well, to be whatever Johnson? It kind of it does kind of sound pretty negative, like like oh he's got a whatever Johnson. It's not like a it's not like a John Johnson. He's just got like a whatever Johnson. It sounds he's, very like that's like the worst porn name ever. <laughs> Strong Johnson with uh, whatever Johnson. Yeah, like that's not that's not a bragging point for anybody. <laughs> Well, okay, then I guess I won't go. I won't live my dream of being whatever Johnson. <laughs> Maybe Meh Johnson. Meh Johnson. All meh right. Johnson. Well, then we'll just go ahead and start with Meh Johnson. I don't think there that's better, go. actually. But <laughs> all right. So I'm Stephanie Michelle. This is a new episode of Finding the Funny, and I am here with J.P. Johnson. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here, man. Thank you. I mean, like, here in, in the sense of my voice and not, like, there at your house as, like, a literally there, but, like... That was I, a weird you know, segue to go from talking about porn names to then talking about being in my home. I, that's Isn't that how you, like, swoon someone? Is it swoon or wound? wound is, I, don't, I don't know. I think I'd rather be swooned than wound. Yeah. I, I've been out of the game. I've been married for, like, four years, so... I don't know. That's <laughs> I I remember being married forever. Um <laughs> <laughs> We have so much in common. I was married once. I was I did that once. I did that. <laughs> huh. So but this one's a little bit this episode's a little bit different than normal because you are not a comic. Ouch, how dare you? Well you said you don't do comedy. <laughs> I asked you for bits. You're like, I don't do them, I run shows. Which I feel like is a huge, another huge aspect of, of comedy. Yeah. It's another important aspect of comedy. It is. It's like the, it's the, the director, the director to the movie. Well, you got your, your comics, <laughs> you got, um, those are your stars. Sometimes they feel like they're bigger stars than yeah. they are. Yeah, no, divas are a thing. <laughs> yeah, and then you have us, the directors who are like, Every no matter how many shows I've thrown, I always feel like a brand, like a fresh new director out of like college, like trying to direct a twenty million dollar budget movie, and nothing's going my way. <laughs> it's always bad. <laughs> I, sometimes I mean, not always. There's some good <laughs> comics. There's some comics that I'll have, and I'll be like, dude, I'm glad they're on the show because I can go like smoke a cigarette and know that their set is going to be dope for like 15 minutes. But then there's like some comics where I'm like, shit, dude, I got to be like prepared to hit the light as fast as possible. And then try to uh, win back an audience from a hard R joke that did not hit home. (laughs) Yeah, no, those I've definitely had those moments. So how long have you been producing? Um, so we've, had our show Laugh Local, by the mm. way, plug uh, here. Oh, yeah. Laugh Local, Redlands. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh Local and Redlands. Um, we had our first show, I think, in 20, uh, 2013, 2014. Sorry. Okay. No, 2013. I'm a liar. Fuck me. Um, 
and we were <laughs> we were going strong mm-hmm. for three years. Took a hiatus um, for about a year because my son was born. Uh-huh. And thank you, I did most of the work. Um, that was a lie. That's all. Like, I feel like we have to have a whole nother conversation if you did most of the work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a whole different person. I'd be a lot sadder or stronger. I think it's I'm a combination. Up. It's a sad, strong mix that makes females. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not that strong. Um, <laughs> But and, that's uh, okay. Noted. <laughs> um, but we took a hiatus, and then we decided to come back. Literally, no last November. Okay. And um, at at the time, I was just a host, and then I took a um, I took a jump to fully producing the producer Cap uh, McMurrin, who was booking all the shows. Um, mm-hmm years before and i was pretty much just like the face of the show okay so i was the the host the personality and she was the one doing most of the work like women do yeah it's it's consistent in your life i mean that's good (laughs) (laughs) right and then i was like you know what i'm gonna do it um so last year i started i found a venue um we i started booking all the shows and I had a hundred percent of the work setting up mm-hmm. the shows, hosting it, booking it, doing the leg work, being the um, the face, the back, the 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 bosom, the you know the nurturing part of the the show. I like right? how the bosom is the nurturing part. I don't I don't know what I would have put in place of that, but I appreciate that being our nurturing center. Thank you. Like the second, the, the the second word that jumped in my head because I, I took a while was penis. So I don't think that's a nurturing body part. I don't think that's part. the nurturing part either. That's a destructive <laughs> body part of the human anatomy. Is the penis? It just destroys everything: <laughs> lives, ants, toilet seats, and um, and so I was like, I was just running the show. And I had a whole new respect for for Kat, and I was getting my move, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And, uh, oh, boy. So now we're here. And luckily, we have things like this to keep us going. Yeah. <laughs> and it was I like... immediately, after the first stimulus check, uh-huh. um, I was like, you know what? I now have the money. I'm going to start podcasting because mm-hmm. uh, people say my voice is dope. And that Look is mostly me just telling myself my voice is dope. Like, but and, people, it's me. It's yeah, but people, me, myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love what I own and I love to hear it. So I was like, I'm going to do podcasting. And uh, that's, dude, I have so much respect for podcasters. And because it is, it, <laughs> I know you're laughing and you're like, fuck. <laughs> it, it, you're like, you have respect this and it is it's an art form and i think it's more it's and i'll fuck i'll say this dude i'm gonna go balls to the wall i'm gonna say this Uh i think podcasting takes a little more uh confidence than stand-up comedy and i'll fucking say that all right it got it got serious real quick 
there. I, I immediately got scared. I was like, oh my God, I, I can't well, I back do down both. I do both. So I'm going to take either way as a compliment and a diss and it's fine. Good. It's cool. It's, you know, yeah. you ride that line. It's like a backhanded compliment. I know. I'm like, half of me is hurt. Half of me is like, yeah, I got this. It's cool. I get it. So <laughs> can you explain your podcast then real quick? Uh, so my podcast, I wanted to do uh, something that kind of kept me in, or kept me. Uh, I wanted to do something that was ally friendly in the, uh, the community of the LGBTQIA+. Um, I have a strong connection with that through my sister. Mm-hmm. She's a, a member of that community. And I have a lot of friends that are in the community. We're getting to talk and like, um, there's not really a voice that is trying to talk to other uh, heterosexual people, like any like cisgender uh people of saying hey this is the if you want to be an ally this is how you be an ally and then we kind of talk um just put random things on life on blast uh we've been putting a lot of like nerd shit on blast just having um people from that community just be involved in something that's not like oh this show is specifically for this people in the community and like um this is i I just want to be a good ally and that's that was immediately when i was like i'm gonna do a show i was like it's gonna be heavy in like the um the the left side of politics and very fucking loud and ally and i'm just gonna be that annoying motherfucker just like <laughs> well so you know what so we have another thing in common now that we I, we both experienced the married life that one check um Dope. i also check have it. a sibling that's part of the community so i'm also an ally so and i'm a huge nerd so there we go we yeah just, dude. we were meant to be friends in life just saying <laughs> yes big old <laughs> nerds with um dope siblings there man. you go um well that's awesome i love that so how did you get into because you started being the face for um laugh local redlands yeah how did that happen so i was okay um i've been <laughs> doing improv okay so i've been doing um improv comedy okay yes yes i'm that fucking i told you i'm a nerd so it's okay i've, I've talked to a lot of improv uh, people, I just can't, I can't relinquish control to other people on the stage. So, me and improv don't work. Well, I have always wanted to do comedy. I've always wanted to do entertaining, mm-hmm. or be an entertainer. I've always wanted to be in front of people. Okay. But I have a huge stage fright. <gasps> me too. Like, social <laughs> anxiety. I want to be the life of the party, but I don't want anyone to look me in the eyes. You know? Yeah. Just sorry. I'm right here with you. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, um, I wanted to build something. I wanted uh, to find a way to build my confidence while working on my way of being funny and and quick. So I had a few friends who were like, dude, try improv. And I was like, that's fucking lame. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play D&D. And (laughs) I'm sorry. I'd rather admit that I play D&D in front of a group of people 
I like that you were more embarrassed to tell me that you've done improv, not so embarrassed to tell me that you do D&D. We're going to come back to that one in a second, though, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and immediately I, I fell into the love of being, like, on the spot. I loved improv. I was good at it. I'm good at it, sort of, I guess. And uh, I've gotten better at it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing stand-up. And I had another friend who was like, fuck yeah, let's go start hitting mics. And then we hit, like, we live in Redlands, and I didn't have a car at the time. So we just started hitting, like, um, like open mics that were mainly music. And okay. those are not the mics you want to see comedy. No. No, you don't. Yeah. Going up and trying to make people laugh after somebody just talked about or sang a song about trying to kill themselves. Yeah. Not fun. You cannot follow <laughs> up a cover of Wonderwall with a fucking joke about dicks and butts. Like you can't, you can't just go, Hey, you, I know you were trying to swoon your, uh, your girlfriend with that band of horses cover. Uh, let me talk about my bottle real quick. <laughs> like, okay. So I actually did that once and I went straight from somebody singing a song about trying to kill herself and she was very serious. And she's like, thank you for good. helping me. This is how I get through it. And I went up on stage and started talking about rape. Um, I mean, cause it seemed like an efficient thing to do. Yeah, uh, it who worked. doesn't want to hear about rape at the fucking? They, I uh, felt like open... they went hand in hand. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you you saw the, the you saw the laugh drum and the fucking acoustic guitar. I was like, dude, these people get raped. Like, this is people, this is rape culture for sure. It's like this is these are my people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it smells like patchouli in here. They'll get it. <laughs> Also, this is and, what makes us horrible people, right here. No, yeah, oh, we're the worst. We yeah. are fucking, we, and we're parents, dude. I know. We're raising people to be just like this. Oh. How fucked is our future? On a positive note, I feel like my kid, and I've had my kids' teachers, because how old is your, are both your kids? Yeah, because you have your son. I have two kids, yeah. Um, my stepson is seven, and my uh, my youngest is just four. Okay. Oh, that's right. So, okay. So yeah. one of the things I feel like is children of comics or people that work in this world tend to be very quick-witted. Oh, very. So it's, you know what? It could be worse. It, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, my youngest is going to be the, the comedian of the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just watched uh, the Muppet movie. Oh, I love those. Love it. And he loves Fonzie. So he comes, he he loves Fonzie, the, he lo, or Fozzie, Fozzie? Fozzie Bear. Not Fonzie, not Fonzie. Fonzie's A, Fozzie a. is like Waka Waka. Waka Waka. <laughs> so he comes, he comes in the room with like a um, a stuffed doll. He's like, I'm Fozzie. Poop and buttholes. Waka Waka. I was just like, what? That's my son. That's It's okay. My daughter wants to be on my podcast, and I said it's for comics. And she said, if you let me start going to mics, I can be one. And I was like, okay, settle down. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not ready That's for that one. Not ready, no. But, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was like, okay, I want to do comedy. I want to do yeah. stand up. I want to jump into it. Uh, started going to the mics. It was horrible. <laughs> 
And then, um, because they weren't comedy mics. No. And I was like, dude, there's there's no co- – we have to drive to L.A. And we're like, we're not doing that. Fuck L.A. Like, <laughs> like we met L.A. comics, and we met the, we've been to the scene, and I'm like, that's a cutthroat scene. And I'm such a soft little – full-hearted i'm a sensitive i'm a sensitive boy i'm a little sensey boy dude okay i got my my neutral milk hotel cd on repeat and, and bright eyes t-shirts like i'm i'm too sensitive Aww, look you. so with that we found a place here in redlands um that had a space they weren't using um a little bar called the falconer okay um and they had like an upstairs area that was away from the the big bar and away from like people just walking in and fucking being loud. And we're like, dude, let's have the show here and we'll have our own mic and we don't have to travel to L.A. We can have L.A. come to us. And that's how we started. OK. How did you start hosting? Um, we pulled straws and nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> after I lost the straw pulling, um, the person who was going to host it was like, oh, I don't want to do this. He host- I think he hosted like two of our first ones and was like, fuck that, I can't do that. And I was like, well, I love attention, so I'll do it. And I just was like, yeah, every show I'm hosting, I'm doing it. I got that that high of like opening it getting everyone energized and having everyone like fucking right there with me and then bringing on the comic and then like um if the comic hit hard i got to run off that energy and it was it's a it was it was a high it was a high i've never felt and i was like dude this is amazing like this is what i've been missing and then um after that if i didn't host I would do a set, which again, I don't find myself, I don't like label myself as a comedian because comedians write jokes. I'm an improv artist. So I would like sit there 10 minutes before the set and just be like, okay, this is funny. This is funny. This is how I'm going to segue. I knew like how jokes worked. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to just do a set of like, things that just pop into my head and find like uh, an ending so a beginning of the set and then an ending of the set and I'm just gonna work my way to that okay and then I remember I had like one show and I did really well and I was super stoked and the uh, cat the original producer the woman behind the scenes was like, dude, that was awesome working that set. And I was like, I would, but I forgot fucking everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, do that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And and that's I was like, I can't, I'm, I can't make a career out of this. Like working on stuff, hell no. I have so many like uh, projects that I've started. I'm, I haven't finished a single one, so. Wow. Goals. I said there's goals now. Finish a project. Yes. There you go. So, okay. How was transitioning into producing? 
Um, that was... I felt easy. Okay. Okay, no, Cat would kick my ass. Um, <laughs> it was more natural because I, I'm a talker. So, okay. um, I was able to like talk the owner of the bar into giving us a shot. And like, mm. I'm good at, um, uh, kind of just, what's the word? I have a good business tone. Okay. I have a good, like, um, I have a good like big boy uh, briefcase voice. So lots of, lots of compliments on self compliments on the voice. I'm gonna point. <laughs> right, jeez. I'm very full of myself. I'm full <laughs> of confidence, as you can tell. So like, um, that's good. So, and like that's what I like. I I brought to the table was like um, the the owner of the bar knew um, the name. I was like, okay, we already have the name. Um, all I have to do is keep it up and not fuck around and fuck up. Okay. And I was like, I got that. So I was also able to like pick and choose the comedians that um, were referred to us, but or that we had at the show that I really liked. So I got to like book all these shows of comedians that I love to see mm-hmm. that I know are gonna kill. And even if they don't kill, who cares? I got to see one of my fucking buddies or one of my favorite comics perform. Yeah. And, like, that's what I loved. That's what I still love. Yeah. How was coming up with lineups for you? For me, it was uh, very calculated. Okay. Very calculated. I'm a very like, calculated producer also, so I want to hear how you're calculated in your in your lineups. <laughs> so my calculations are, um, I always have to have a big hitter. I have to have somebody who I know is going to close the show, is going to destroy. Okay. Um, and I have a huge number of like comics that I immediately I'm like oh I know they're gonna kill I know Mm. that person um another one is inclusion representation that's Mm. my thing I wanted more um comics that weren't just a bunch of white straight dude what people do that they book only (laughs) white straight males Oh wait, is that is that a thing? That's a Am thing? I the only one who who, who, who finds that weird that Mind all the blown. comedy shows are just a bunch of straight white dudes talking about rape jokes? Like what? I know, it's insanity. <laughs> oh, who'd have thought? And um, and I was like, okay, it has to be, and then just a a mixture of uh people, and then I always love to see new talent mm-hmm. so i'd always put somebody new i wanted fresh faces um they would kind of be our openers unless like unless it was a highly recommended person mm-hmm. and i've seen like a good amount of um uh clips something okay. i'm like okay this person is gonna be fucking killer and um that was the one thing that like i differed from the original like uh booking process was uh just like whoever whatever and we just start throwing people in lineup like because we were new so we were just like 
it was like word of mouth and like we just started having lineups of people that were not to our standard you know i get it <laughs> and I'm, i don't like this I, I hate saying that i'm not like you don't have to be an amazing comic because like we were a free show so i mean yeah. like you don't have to be like a fucking amazing comic to hit our standards you just don't have to be a, a dirtball like so okay i'm gonna ask you a question that's kind of important yeah, yeah. that i tend to ask producers um yes. the talent to asshole ratio oh where do you fall on this you already know the question i'm seeing um so i feel like um a lot of people always have this conception that the bigger the asshole the person more likely they're gonna be the funny funny person mm -hmm. and i feel like i've met so many sweet people um nick laney oh my gosh yeah Johnny Gold? Oh my god. I love that you call Johnny Gold sweet. I love Johnny okay, Gold, okay. but I would never call him sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Gold's sweet because I think he wants to fuck me. He definitely wants to fuck Josh Michaels. He definitely wants to fuck I Josh mean, Michaels. I think that's just Johnny Gold's MO. Just yeah. across the board. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> well, he to me he's like a sweet, sweet grandpa that I would never leave the grandkids with. Um, <laughs> Sean, he actually Sean listens Williams. usually pretty regularly, so I Good. can't wait to hear that. What he hears about that one? I love Johnny Gold. I love him to death. He's he's an amazing person, and like, um, <laughs> just like there's so many sweet little fucking Jay Light, uh, Josh Michaels. Oh my gosh, like, I love both of them. They both been on too, and so is Nick Lanny actually. And um, like. You don't have to be, and there are some assholes who have been X'd from the show. Okay. Who are on our do not call list, like, um, and I have a hard time because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a nice guy. I want to be a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my, my thing. I'm like, that's why I can't be a comic because I want to be a nice person. Um, I want all of our shows to be um catered to the talent mm -hmm. i want our shows to be uh, not just about like getting um just getting a bunch of people to be at the show yes i want those people to be at the show mm -hmm. but i want them for my comics i want everything to be about the comics because i feel like there's some shows that they don't give a shit about their talent oh absolutely and i I detest those shows. Like I've I've done shows through being a part of Laugh Local, been invited to shows, and just see how other people run them. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you get people to come back and do your show? Because like you're comics, a fuckstick. We are we are desperate. We are a desperate breed that just wants to be on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> Like at the end of the yes, day. no, that is true. There's, I've definitely done some venues where I'm just like, um, there's no like doors on the bathroom or on this place, and the stage is littered with cans. And I think, yep, there is puke. There's puke or blood, or both. Both. Sometimes both. I know. I did a show, and I had to walk through Skid Row to get to my show. And yeah. I typically wear like skirts and dresses and yeah. a little girly sometimes. Um, and Word. I wore jeans and I remember somebody commented and they're like, Oh, I don't see you in jeans that often. And I was like, um, 
This seems like a yeah. rape alley. Like right here, I wanted to at least make it a more difficult rape at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the third time we've mentioned rape. I mean, in, in I, I would, 27. Yeah, seven is more accurate. Third is trying to give us a bit of a doubt. That shit left hard at the beginning. Yeah, no, we went went in hard. Um, Okay. Oh, no, stop, stop. (laughs) No, no, no. Go around that way. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that, but as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, title your sex tape. Like, that's, it's horrible. (laughs) It's a horrible, horrible thing. Um, Okay, so... I know. So we actually met because you were trying to book me on a show, which thank you, by the way, yeah. always appreciated, especially because I think I might think it was word of mouth for you. Yeah. Um, but I was going through something and we were talking about this right before we started because I was yeah. telling we were talking about like, oh, I was going through surgery. I had cancer. Um, yeah. And the day I got found out that I had cancer, I had a show and I talked about it on stage and you started telling me something and I kind of shut you up and I said, no, no, no. I want the first time I hear this to be recorded because... It's what we do. <laughs> oh boy! Um, so I had um, I had a legion. Um, I had I have. Okay. Uh, I played football, so I have gnarly um, uh, head injuries, and um, I found out like a doctor was like, "Hey, we got your MRI back. There's some weird shit in your brain." And I was like, "Dope, thank you." Um, <laughs> I have a show tonight. I'm glad you called me in to tell me that my brain's fucking stupid. And um, my wife now, mm-hmm. uh, at this time, we didn't know she was pregnant, um, went through a wave of hormones. Mm-hmm. And the day I found out about um, you know my legion and the steps we're going to take, um, she decided that we needed time apart. Oh, no. <laughs> And I had a show, and I told uh, my friend Kat, and she's like, no, you're not going on. I'm like, fuck it. I got it. I need to work through this. And I think I said maybe two words, and it was just like, uh-uh. uh-uh. And she just started, like, fucking tearing up and, like, just made a fucking blabbering fool of myself. I, I, pull, I pulled through. I, I fucking said a few funny things. And um, and it was just like, <laughs> and he was sorry. My girlfriend broke up with me, and I think I have brain cancer. Have a nice day. Oh my day. god! <laughs> so you going up there and being like, "Hey, I can I got cancer, and then kill it." Fucking good on you. I'm a. Well, it I'm was. A... I had cancer in my throat, so blowjob jokes galore. Come on. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But Taking a shot in the throat there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I won the cancer lottery on that one. Let's just put that out there. But I just, I was just, I was curious because you were saying, like, you could not do that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But have you ever seen Crashing? Yes. And Pete Holmes yes, goes up after he finds out his wife is having an affair, not not taking a break. But, and he does yeah. not do well. And it's Pete Holmes, and I love him. I love that show, and I feel like a lot of people are living that life right now. Right? Like, if I didn't have kids, I probably would not mind crashing on somebody's couch. Like, let's be real. But the parent has to win in this round. Okay. 
So you brought up some other things. You brought, um, oh, actually, no, I have a couple more things. <laughs> I'm all over the place because I'm a massive person. Have you done any online shows for Laugh Local? Oh, fuck, no. Uh, <laughs> 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 we, uh, <laughs> we threw that idea around and we're, we're still working on it. Um, I just don't, I don't know how. I, I've seen a few Zoom shows, mm-hmm. and uh, God bless you. God bless you all. You guys are strong, amazing individuals. Every last one of you is uh, – I, I love you, but um, I, I – I, telling jokes to your computer screen, I just – I don't I, – I don't get it. I want a crowd. I want – I need – I work off crowd energy. I work off energy. And if I had to do a set where it's just me talking and adding the laughter in in my head, I'm just going to get too inside my head and just, I'm going to be my own heckler. And I'm just going to be sitting there (laughs) talking to myself. I'm going to shoot a joke and then just be like halfway through, like that was, that sucked. And then I'm going to be heckling and yelling at myself. (laughs) Looking like a fucking crazy person, and they're like, "Okay, that's time," and I, I will never be booked again. I actually really want to see you self heckle. <laughs> I'm not. I just can't. Not now. I, I need to. Like, I'm picturing like the dream hecklers in my mind, which I've never gotten these type of hecklers, and I want them so bad. Is like the old men from the Muppets. Oh, uh, I want that in my life. Is that bad? That is not bad because that is my dream. <laughs> I cannot wait till I'm old and crusty. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be producing shows, and then I'm going to be the biggest heckler there. I'm just going to be this old, grumpy. When you're old and crusty, I need you at one of my shows to heckle me and help me with my dream. (laughs) Oh, you got it. I'm in. Sold. It's the weirdest fucking suicide pack that I've ever made. (laughs) Wait, how many suicide packs have you made? Fifteen. Okay. Is a... (laughs) I feel like you're lying to 14 people if you've made 15 suicide <laughs> I also have a bad lying addiction. Okay. I'm going to go back and fact check this entire episode. Is what I, I'm lying about that, just so we're all on the same page. I'm not going to fact check any of this. <laughs> <laughs> just like, his name's not even John. <laughs> what? He doesn't even exist. This is bullshit. Um, just two 10-year-olds in a suit. <laughs> it's wait, Mr. Muppet Man. Oh, where is I'm so Mr. in a Muppet, Muppet place. Man, yes. I'm so in a Muppet place today. Oh. I've, I've been making my kids watch Muppets, like because we watched the Christmas Muppets Christmas Carol, which then turned of into course. us watching Muppets uh, Treasure uh, Island, and then it went into Muppets in Space, which is like one of my least favorites, but we still have to do it. Yeah. But Treasure Island, like, had me introduce my kids to Tim Curry, which then meant we watched. We went down it. We went down a tunnel. Dope. There was That's a lot. Of, there was a lot of popcorn. A lot of popcorn. We, dude, I introduced my kids to the the Muppet movie with um, oh, what's his name? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, <gasps> I always forget his name, and I love him so. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yes. Okay. So I got I got my kids to watch that, and they fucking love that movie. And I forgot. It's like I I, and that's one of my favorite Muppet movies. I love that one. I watched it with my nephew, and he thought it was really funny. And he's like, I like Gonzo. And I was like, 
I um like Rizzo. Rizzo is my favorite Muppet. Rizzo, Rizzo the Rat, dude. Yeah, the Muppet um Christmas Carol. That's all Rizzo and Gonzo, dude. Yeah. That's the dopest one of them all. Yeah, with Michael Caine. I know. I love like the names that go in Muppet movies. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I I love that we're going down this nerdy path, and I'm all for Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Down. I'm down for it. I died this way. So. I feel like Wait, that was another I, suicide pack, and I feel like the previous one was a lie. I was going to say, I live for this, but I was like, death is on it. I, we went I died down, for this. We went down a wrong road somewhere, and I don't know how to get back and off of it. You just you just got to go full force. You just yeah. got to grit your teeth and just um, dig, your, dig your feet in the dirty sand that we call um, our beach and fucking live. That, I feel like, is the best way to sum up comedy. Yeah. So, do you have any horror stories from producing producing a show? I can word sometimes. Good. Mm-hmm. I do things, too. Yeah, um, stuff. I have had... Okay, so, horror stories... There are three incidences okay. that come to mind. Um One. One of them, someone who has been kicked from the show. I don't want to name drop, um, but his name rhymes with, um, or I'm sorry, their their name (laughs) um, rhymes with Net Diller. (laughs) And um, they, they had a joke um, that was not landing with uh the producer at the time which is cat um Mm -hmm. cat my close friend she is a uh, strong woman and is a um um she calls herself a, a like a like a like a a soft feminist like you know she's she's not going to marches but she will fucking stand her ground Okay. And um and I was not liking uh the jokes that I was hearing. They were very um rapey. Okay. That's number eight, I think we the eight time we I wish it was a video thing and I can just have a little tally going in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) And um uh my we, we have somebody running light and he saw the discomfort in mine and uh, cat's faces and he ran the light. He was like two minutes and we had a, uh, a co-producer at the time. The, the person who wa- hosted twice and said, I can't do this. Um, kept telling him, no, keep going, keep going. Cause they're friends. Oh no. And then it started getting to just this hate rant on women and, and, uh, gay people, gay bashing and just like <gasps> this homophobic, uh, just sexist bullshit rant. And we're like, I'm, I'm a nice guy. So I'm just like, uh, I'm like, do I take the mic from him? And James, Kat's husband, walked up and just took the mic and said, dude, you're done. Oh, my gosh. And a fight ensued. (laughs) And 
I'm trying, and like as they're yelling at each other, and they're pulling the comic out of the the bar, and James, um, Cat's husband's like yelling at him, telling him to kick his ass. And just, they're just having this like, um, just verbal conflict, and I'm just on the stage with the mic, like, "Thanks for coming to the show, everybody. <laughs> um, we're left local. Um, thanks for coming." And we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Like two people in the audience just like, this is a good show. Dude, this is this is serious. Man, they got stuff. some production in this shit. That's hilarious. I, I okay, so that's one. What's your second story? Uh second story was a show recently that I produced. Okay. Um we had a comic i will not drop their name because i love this person okay um they might have had a rough set okay. and um the new venue that we were um the the new venue that we were hosting the shows at um very hipster it was like a, a hipster dive bar okay that's right at my alley um okay <laughs> hipsters are just nerds that collect records instead of comic books uh, <laughs> and um uh so they're doing a set um and they started getting a little racist oh uh, um and then it became very racist to a point where one of the comment or one of the um, audience members was like um a person of color mm -hmm. and he said yo you're being racist and the comic then said, "Oh, I kind of I can't see who said that. Can you smile for me?" Oh. And they were being one hundred percent sincere. They could not see, but the fact that those words came from their mouth yeah. to somebody of color. I have a feeling I know who this person is. Oh, you don't have to say it. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to out them. Um, I, I love them. They're a um, normally a, um, a fun time, and the crowd turned hard. Oh no! And I'm just like, uh, I don't know how I'm gonna pick this up because the person after them was Johnny Gold. So I was like, Oh no! Well, oh this... gosh! <laughs> speak of the devil and i'm like i'm like oh this show's gonna go fucking i was like this is the end this is the end of laugh local i done, <laughs> I done fucked up <laughs> it went to one racist comment to another and they were just like they could not dig themselves out of the hole and they just started getting like oh my gosh and then i just go on stage and it was like all right um <laughs> give it up for them and they're like you book racist so i was like no we don't so up next we got a racist <laughs> which johnny gold is not racist now he's not no he definitely no. has his jokes that uh can piss off a room <laughs> he i and that's what i love like with his kind of humor you know what to expect yeah so you kind of go damage control you read the room you know when the uh, how it's gonna go yeah but when you have a situation where my, my biggest horror stories are just 
like me having to like put out a, a a garbage fire and I'm just like, Oh fuck. Am I on top of my game? Shit. I've had like three beers. How am I going to fucking clear this up and like make a situation out of a shit sandwich? I feel like three beers is the best time to put out garbage fires or the worst. I don't know. Actually. No, that's, that's insensitive time. That's, I'm three beers in. I'm going to fucking jump in the hole with you and start digging. <laughs> I, I think we might have different uh, drunk defaults. That might be all. <laughs> yeah. There nah. you go. All right. What's oh, the I'm third a... story? Uh, third story um, was actually a funny one. Okay. Uh, this, just, this just got us in trouble with the, uh, the, the bar. And um, one of my favorite comedians, and I, I, I love this person to death, Tony Barcelona. Okay. Um, he's a wild card. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a, like, I think he had a, a pocket full of wet salad that he, I, he just started eating wet salad from his pocket during the set. Um, <laughs> this guy is a, a, a genius. And um, decided to test the fire escape because we have a fire escape on the stage, which is just, that was us. We were asking for it. We were just, yeah, we were begging for somebody. And uh, he he obliged. He did. And he opened that and the alarm definitely went off. It works. It works. Yes. How much did it cost? Because I know sometimes to reset those, it cost the venue money. Um, we, we weren't told the actual price, but we did get yelled at. We did get scolded and, um, but it was worth, in, in my defense, it was fucking worth it. I was dying. And, um, I think I just look over to, uh, my friend, uh, to James Cat's husband and, and we're just the biggest smiles on our faces. Like, mm. oh my God, we're in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody just going in your mom and dad's room and like lighting off a firework in their bed it is fucking hilarious at the time but you know you're gonna get in trouble so did you move the stage i uh, no, no no we did not because <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's fucking hilarious anyone else that does that either has to amp it up or it's just gonna be a fucking copycat there you and, go and and then we just shoo him off the stage like, fuck you, copycat, you joke stealer. Oh, my gosh. Um, so now there's another thing that I now have to think about when uh, producing shows. I've I've luckily <sighs> never had them be next to an escape. <laughs> well, we, we kind of figured, um, because we also have a, one of our um, signatures is we have a DJ mm-hmm. um, on stage with a comic. Okay. And um, the 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 DJ we had there was this um, kind of chubby guy who uh, loves to have a reel to reel. So he's just a giant like target. So we're okay. like, okay, the comics are going to go on stage. They're not going to focus on the fire escape. They're going to target this guy who is in a full red Adidas outfit. Oh yeah. <laughs> with a cocktail in his like living room attire just chilling at a bar 
being the DJ. Like we don't have to worry about the fire escape and not, no, not Tony. Tony went everywhere and just like a little child yeah. getting into everything. And it was great. I, I thought it was, it gave me a heart attack, but also was one of the funniest things. There you go. Okay, question for having a DJ, because I've been to shows that have DJs, and sometimes it's amazing, and sometimes it drives me crazy. Did you have a DJ that would play sound effects during jokes? Yes. I like that. I wish this was a video podcast for moments like that, because your face, you were just like, yes, we were one of those. So we had a, we had a DJ to begin with. Um, he was a, an actual DJ. He was great, but sometimes he would not be able to do the show. Uh-huh. So he would get fill-ins. Uh-huh. And DJs, I guess, just no other DJs. Yes. And sometimes um, those DJs are like the equivalent to your, your Tia, your Tio with a fucking yeah. rig. <laughs> and it's just like have you in the burr, 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 burr. yeah yeah because you need that going on <laughs> so people know that they need to laugh then at that moment and there was there was one show where oh, we no. definitely had that dj and every time they hit a a, a punchline it was burr, 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 burr. <laughs> it was the most annoying but very very funny and and he had no idea what he was doing but it was great it was like he thought he was adding something to the joke and just fucking up some of these people set and it was just great i was like oh well it's like those are those hecklers that they think that they're improving the show and you're like you yeah. need to sit down oh yeah there's always those people like i can make this funnier like I think I, I told a, t- a DJ that I was going to put him in timeout if he kept doing it. <laughs> like on stage. I was like. Is that a thing? Is that a con- is that, does that happen? Did it's happened I- at several shows. But I've had amazing DJs and then I've had DJs yeah. that do that. And it drives me crazy. Because like you're up there and then you hear that and you lose like your place. Like you're no longer present in the room because that takes you out. And so it drives me crazy. And like me being a parent and a teacher, I was like, okay, I don't know what you need, like detention, a timeout at this point, like no more from you. <laughs> like, you're done. <laughs> that is great. I've, I've always wanted like that sound. I just wanted DJ's effects in my, my life. So <laughs> like, I've, I've always felt like there needed to be more sound effects during my day of the day. You know what? There was a shirt that uh, Think Geek, when it existed, RIP Think Geek, um, and it was a sound effects shirt, and it had like 16 different sound effects, and it had a speaker on the front, and you could even like program additional sounds into it. I feel like that would be good. So you can be in control what? of your sound effects. No, that is the... Dude, that, I, I do not condone... No, but bullies, I'm saying you but... say you need it in your day-to-day life. Yeah, I just, I, I don't need a shirt with buttons to fuck up in the washer and like. Uh, I don't know. I didn't buy day. it because that's what made me paranoid as well. Yeah, but... you like walking down the street and then a puddle hits you and then boom, now you're dead as fuck because. You're this has been a death shirt. heavy show. A death heavy show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Death um... rape, suicide, dude. 
When you have a theme, you stick with it. Um, Gotta go full force. There you go. All right. You brought up something earlier. Yeah. You were so proud to admit that you play D&D. Yes. I am also a D&Dier. That didn't feel right. Dinder? Dinder. Dinder. You know that's what? I'm going to go with a, it. I'm a Dinder. dating app. It's Dinder. That would... Okay. I feel like I want that in my life, and I also don't want that in my life. A D&D dating app. Could you imagine, oh, like, people using their tokens as their picture, being like, I'm a half-elf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just worried about rolling for initiative. Like, that is... Fuck, man. Trying to... Get Actually, that conversation so my dm messaged me and i was on a date with my boyfriend and he I, he was like he was like oh roll for initiative if you're gonna have sex and i was like i'm gonna punch you in the nuts I'm like <laughs> nerds aren't the smoothest people are we we're no. not the we don't read situations well no no so do you have awkward. a character and uh like a character class that you stick with or a race that you stick with yeah, fuck yeah. What I'm very it? racist. <laughs> In D&D! <laughs> I know what you meant. I'm sorry. We yes, just no, talked I, about I, racism and that it's bad and frowned upon. It is very... Dude, fucking um, <laughs> props to, to D&D, Wizards of the Coast, doing uh, the Lord's work, man. They um, just... This is how nerdy I am. I got super excited. I'm like, I get to talk about this. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast, the um, the publisher of D D, just did away with um, evil races, like how you know, like goblins and orcs are um, the the baddies of D and D. They got rid of that. Mm-hmm. There's no more like evil races. Okay. So, um, and I love that because I'm like, I always wanted to be a god. Like I wanted to be a goblin that orc without people going, ew, you know, mm-hmm. like I. I, I I thought that was really cool. Good on them. Like reading the room, especially that. I mean, that happened during the beginning of 2020 when mm-hmm. social unrest was heavy. Yeah. So they're they're like, "Oh, we're wiping our hands clean of everything." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so then not do, you us. Go, do you go down the goblin path now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, dude. I I would always do. Um, I'm a Big fat dork, so I love dragons. And when they introduced Dragonborns, which oh, is okay. pretty much just a, a dragon, a humanoid dragon mm-hmm. that breathes fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm going to be that shit all the fucking time. Okay. Yeah, I'm always, I went half elf. Boring. Boring. I, and then no, Druid. Full elf. Like, I went, well, because no, I had fun with it, and then I got to kind of play around with it. And um, I don't know, but I always went Druid because, like, I feel like I want to be the hippie of the magical world, and that's, like, yeah. my, my wheelhouse. No, don't go. See, people who go half elf will have a black character on their animated show and then cast a white person to voice it. No, no! go full elf. Go full elf, be an annoying elf. Go full druid elf, be no. fucking a weird, stinky. So this was the thing: uh, is my my half elf was usually drunk during every session. Okay, that's very human. The human, the human brought in the alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a, a very human trait. And so, like, I would be sitting there drinking a beer, playing a game, and then in the thing, like, whenever we'd come across the tavern, I was like, "I'm gonna go drink when you guys are fighting. I don't give a shit." And so yeah, I'm I would just be. That's... 
it, that's very undruid of you. That's I, very well. Um, no, they're druids drink too, but the human side came in a lot. I would just be sitting there drunk healing people. I'd be like in my turn and be like, okay, who's who the fuck's hurt now? <laughs> Start stabbing people, healing people. I'm like, stabbing okay, them, what? Them. Nope. Okay, fine. I'll send a healing thing your way. It's fine. But <laughs> I did get a pet, and well, and it was a hippogriff, and like. I may have been oh, a little okay. bit too protective. Like, I kept, like, sending them away, like, portaling them away. Because I was like, they're baby! Like, I can't! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, because, like, I play with, uh, like, Frank Martinez, who's another comic. And he'd always yeah. be like, we need him here! And I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I will cry if I lose my hippogriff. Like, you don't, I'm attached to mythical creatures as well. Because I'm broken as a person. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Good to admit. Um... <laughs> are you do you go do you go full okay this is this is my question do you okay. go full nerd like when when you're when you're playing an rpg dnd whatever do you go full nerd do you just go fucking are you that character do you become that character so sometimes yes sometimes no unfortunately like for dnd we were playing like at a time where my kids were still up so i'm like making dinner uh. and like explaining druid philosophy to my nine-year-old um because that's what you do as a parent yeah how um but i just actually got an rpg that's like made for kids and i'm so excited to like so my kids each for christmas got like their own dice set and i'm so excited like way too excited but no i usually do go full nerd like i decided today was a good day to introduce my nephew who's four and a half to star wars Yes. And so, of because of his age, we watched The Phantom Menace, because I was like, oh, Anakin's young. Mm. And it, yeah. He enjoyed it. He liked the pod racing. He wanted more alien monster fight scenes. Um, yeah, of course. So, we're going to watch Godzilla tomorrow, because that's what he needs in his life. Um, nice. The second, the last one that just came out, right? Well, we've watched a couple of them. He got really into the Kenji. Kenji? Am I saying it right? I feel like I'm messing that one up. The, the monsters, but they have yeah. a specific name. Oh, I'm not that nerdy. I'm, okay. I'm all... I, it's like, it starts with a K and I want to say it's Kenji, but I think I'm getting, I'm missing a syllable somewhere in there. And what so, like, yeah, it's Kenji. Fuck yeah. I'll back you. It's Kenji. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. But I, uh, so we were sitting there and we're like, I'm helping him like research different ones. We watched Pacific Rim. Oh, so he's a big monster nerd. He's That's a, cute. He's and and my sister is kind of like, if you're into nerdy stuff, just go talk to your auntie. Auntie will help you with the nerdy world. Um, because my oh. siblings are not nerdy. Dude, I I cursed my my poor siblings. They are gigantic nerds. Like my brother will just send me just fucking like uh when Spider-Man 3 was announced, mm-hmm. I, every day when there was like an update, I'd just get a message from my brother like, oh my god this is it this is this is fucking <laughs> what they're doing man and i'm like dude go fucking get laid man get the fuck out of here go go message people like go do something with your life <laughs> and i'm also like yo dude did you hear about that fucking marvel drop oh my god bro uh, so my sister with her fiance he's gotten her into superheroes and the other day i heard her in the other room making like several marvel references in a short amount of time and i'm like walking i'm like who the hell are you and i'm all about this and my brother's harry potter is is a harry potter fan okay so they're fucking nerds but they're not like 
Like they, they're like she's just getting into Marvel, and so she'll be okay. like asking questions, which I'm so excited for. My brother read all of the Harry Potters, and my brother teaches, and so we talk books. So he's yeah. nerdy in that sense, and I'm an avid reader, and I'm all for it. But like, yeah, I, I, nope. I cosplay at conventions, and that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I have a whole podcast about nerd culture, so yes, the nerdcast, right? Or the, the reckless nerd. nerd. Reckless nerd. All right. Yeah. There's so many nerd based. I was like reckless nerd, uh, nerd, nerd, and that's dope, dude. I love that. Like, I, I want to uh, do that, but man, I. <laughs> it's a lot. I, I mean, we'll we'll do like nerdy episodes uh, on Life on Blast, and mm-hmm. like, it's just me going on fucking gnarly nerd rants. I'm like, dude, what a fucking geek! Like, chill out. Like, no, I love it. Because in high school, I was a closeted nerd. So was I. I was, yeah, I was like, I was on the football team. Um, I played football, and I had like a stack of comic books from like um, the the seventies, because my my uncle mm-hmm. um, hid them like pornography at my great grandmother's house. <laughs> Dude, in a fucking trash bag in the corner of the attic, like hidden tucked away and uh we moved in there when i was like 12 and i found this garbage bag filled to the rim with like fantastic four x-men the original justice league justice society and just a a couple thousand dollars worth of comic books oh my gosh and i'm just this 12 year old that has absolutely I didn't care how much they were worth. I was just like, oh my God, fucking Green Lantern, fucking holy shit, like X Men. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, Beast doesn't even, Beast isn't even blue. Like, what the, like, it was um, just a, a huge jump into that, that culture. And he had, um, he, he had like the original uh, Dungeons and Dragons book. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the first edition, oh, and wow. like all this, yeah. And uh, he was a big old nerd. He had a lot of skeletons in his closet. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many more he, questions about your uncle. <laughs> oh man, he uh, he, Uncle Ray, a uh, wonderful man, um, passed away from AIDS. Uh, yeah, he was a closeted homosexual okay who was in a uh a marriage with my aunt who uh wrote several books about their relationship but never mentioned once that he was gay so like it's another reason why i have the podcast there you go (laughs) well it's interesting like i think even just the fact that he went from having like being closeted nerd among other things to like now where it's being a nerd is such an accepted part of society just shows how much nerd culture has changed and is accepted and hopefully all the other cultures will also become more and more accepted yeah as we move forward um i do have a couple more questions yeah okay sorry i got got this all right i was just like reliving (laughs) reliving my childhood no you're good no i love it i feel like that's such an important thing the nerd culture and the, what what got us to get on stage in the first place. Um, uh, all right, what advice would you give to another producer or somebody else that wants to produce 
shows or host shows? Oh, um, <laughs> man, uh, I like to tell people, um, you know, go, go to shows, okay. uh, read, check out the talent, uh, check out comics, um, start networking and, um, the number one thing that I feel that is important is just being friendly. Like, okay. don't, don't go, Oh, I got this show. Fucking I'm going to get whoever I want on here and just be a complete douchebag. Dude. No, you got to fucking, um, have a, a, a welcoming space be a welcoming person you're gonna have welcoming people at your show uh also don't be afraid to uh not have comics back okay. like don't be afraid of if you don't like how somebody's treated you mm-hmm. or your other comics don't be afraid to just not have them back you know? okay. don't be afraid to stand up for yourself but don't be a dick <laughs> walk that line yeah, walk that line. As it's somebody a, who books comics, what advice do you have to n- aspiring comics? Oh man, um, <laughs> sorry. Go back to school. No, like, <laughs> this is not uh, the no, path for, you uh, want. <laughs> uh, for aspiring comics, man, do not give up. Keep. I, goes as hard as you can and then go beyond that um that's the only reason why i at this point cannot uh, do comedy is if you're gonna be a comic you have to go ball to the wall hard and and be prepared to put in a lot of hours be prepared to uh fail a lot before you succeed and like um, with every every time you bomb on stage, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna have like ten bombs for each uh, killer show. Okay. And just prepare that you know prepare to have a a very hard path but fulfilling path in front of you. Awesome. Last question that I have is yeah. what is your end game in all of this? Like, where do you want to see this take you? Fucking cartoons, man. Oh. I <laughs> I got way too excited. I know. <laughs> um, oh, man. I have uh, always uh, dreamt of um, – being a writer, being a, a comedy writer, um, being a producer on a comedy show, um, made me realize that I want to move into entertainment. Entertainment is my bread and butter, whether it's comedy, drama, horror. I just want to be an artist that reaches as many people as possible. But my biggest goal and the goal that I am um, aiming towards is, like I said, I like my voice. Uh, I want to do a cart 
I, I want to, whether it's writing a cartoon, coming up with a cartoon, or just being a voice in a cartoon. One of my heroes is Mark Hamill. Okay. And if I can just um, be in a, a one cartoon, an animated uh, show that, you know, there's one weird kid that loves the character I do and then starts, like, looking me up online, I would fucking die. Because, like, <laughs> Mark Hamill, I, that he is my, my hero and that's who I w- strive to be. Okay. Not just like the Luke Skywalker, but like he was the Joker, the Hobgoblin. He was on several episodes of like every show I love. Like he was small. He was fear from uh, Adventure Time. Like, oh my God, I love that show. That's what I strive to be. My end game is to be a voice actor and be in a, in a cartoon. So some more shows, some writing, I'm assuming comedy things, big things. But voice is what we should be seeing a lot more of you. Yeah, fuck that. If I if I if I can never do a show again, and just be a, a a continued character on some animated show on Netflix, I'm fucking in. Like, deuces, <laughs> you guys won't see me again. You'll just hear me. I'll be a weird fucking sock puppet. I I don't care. Goals. <laughs> like, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to change the world. I just want to be a fucking puppet on a on a animated short. Like, that's it. It's my dream. <laughs> well, I feel like there's no better place to end than on Sock Puppet. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. <laughs> of course. All right. Bye, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with me and JP Johnson. When comedy starts back up, make sure you follow him to find out more information on any of the Laugh Local Redland shows as well as listening to his podcast, On Blast with JP. I want to make sure to say thank you to Dave the Prophet for providing the music. His beats were provided by Curtis King. As always, I'm Stephanie Michelle. This has been Finding the Funny, and I hope you enjoy. I told my mama on the phone, it ain't no check to check. No more Honda Civics, baby, time to whip that back. Lyrics, beats, in the hooks, I'm a triple threat. Glow up on my Jesus peace, now I'm living blessed. Looney Ben, BYU, you know we down to ride. Try to kill me with this mic, suicide. Since I got on man, all I hear is fucking lies. More money, more problems, fucking certified. Doja Cat, throw it back, David blowing back, blowing up on Super Saiyan, but I'm fucking holding back. Never stop until I put my fucking city on the map. 3 a.m. on Ocean Air, put the pedal to the max. I was like, you know what? I now have the money. I'm going to start podcasting because mm-hmm. uh, people say my voice is dope. And that Look is mostly you. me just telling myself my voice is dope.